Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com, and on today's episode, I'm talking about children and money. So my guest is Regina Bird, and we're specifically discussing how to raise your children to be financially successful grown-ups. Regina is an accountant, a motivational speaker, an author, a business owner, and a financial educator. And her company, Prosper with Regina, helps high school and college students learn financial literacy, empowering them for a life of financial success. Outside of her many businesses, she also gives back by speaking to children at local libraries about finances. She totally understands the hurdles that young people have to overcome to have a good financial head start after college. And she believes that everyone should stay young, fabulous, and prosperous no matter what age they are. So on this episode of the podcast, Regina shares her own personal story with money and talks about about how parents can teach their children about money, regardless of how old those children are, and how to teach children about self-control and delayed gratification, as well as specific ways to do it, and why it's really, really critical to set the stage for your child's financial success. But before we jump into today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. And you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And I would greatly appreciate it if you can rate and review this podcast on iTunes and tell a friend about it so more people can learn about the podcast. Also, be sure to head over to my website at clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there as well to get access to an awesome resource library and to join the private Clever Girl Finance Facebook group to get more money tips and just be part of an engaging community as you work on improving your finances. So let's get into the episode with Regina. Hey, Regina. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here to talk about money and kids. Yes. <laughs> so I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone. Tell them who you are and what you do. Okay, awesome. Like you said before, my name is Regina Bird. I'm a certified financial educator. And my passion is basically teaching kids about financial education, as well as um, preparing the parents to create generational wealth for their family. And I love it. I see the post that you put up on Instagram where you address the parents and you say, dear parents. And I think it's so useful because I'm a mom. I have small children. And one of my goals, one of my missions is to teach my children about financial responsibility. And I think you could, you do mm -hmm. such a great job of spreading that message. But before we dive into your tips and tricks <laughs> for getting your kids um, on board with, you know, becoming financially responsible young people and also adults, I'd love for you to mm -hmm. tell everyone, how did you even get into this line of business? What makes what made you want to focus on financial education for children and for you know, parents who have kids, where, what is your story about? Sure. Well, let's take you all the way back <laughs> to um, me growing up in my household. Um, I grew up, you know, pretty very well. We weren't rich and we weren't poor. But I did notice that finances were, you know, impacted my family very, very much. And what I mean by that is, is uh, sometimes I didn't understand how um, the emotions behind money and the emotions behind wealth and growing up, you know, that was that was big in our household. Um, and so that kind of got my brain thinking about money and just kind of really understanding the depths of what money and finances are all about. And so as I got older, you know, my mother is an accountant and I'm an accountant as well. And so we have money has always been a topic in our family, whether it was about personal finance, corporate finance, you know, or just the day to day managing your budget. It has always been something that um, was just just in my household. 
And so as I got older, when I went through high school and college, I noticed even though I had that background, um, financial education was missing in the school system and missing um, in, you know, in, in my college courses. And then when I got older, I had to learn some things through trial and error um, that I wish I would have known as a, you know, a young adult or even as a young child. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how my mission came about. Um, I knew that there was some loopholes and I said, okay, well, I don't see anyone really going into the high schools, going into the middle schools, really being passionate about teaching financial education. So I raised my hand and said, you know what, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how it all came about. And so that's how I've been, that's how it all started. I love it. And it is, like I said before, it's so important teaching, you know, our children about money. And I get it sometimes parents don't necessarily have that conversation because they may feel like the child is too young or they may feel like they don't know enough or, you know, to teach their kids about money or they're embarrassed about the mistakes they have made. Or some parents may even leave it up to the school, you know, and financial education is not something that's really taught in schools like that. And so I think your mission is very much needed. (laughs) So thank you for doing it. Um, So let's kind of dive into some of these questions I have for you. I want you to tell me, um, and also the women who are listening who have kids, what is what are some of the biggest mm-hmm. mistakes you see parents making when it comes to what they teach or don't teach their children about money? What you just said it, what they don't teach. I think that because a lot of parents um, become ashamed about their mistakes, and like you said, they don't think they know enough, but they do know enough. They know what what they should be teaching their child and they know what not to do. So I think that the conversation, a lot of parents are not even having the conversation about money, whether it's around the dinner table, well, whether it's around you and your kids going out, you know, for ice cream, but that conversation has to be had. And I think that's the biggest issue is number one, that we're not even talking about it. And number two, we're hiding our mistakes. I mean, the best way that kids are going to learn is by observation. And the best way that they're also going to learn is by communication. And so, you know, if you don't want to have the conversation and you're ashamed about your mistakes, then it leaves the society, you know, other other kids as well as the school system, which doesn't even teach your kids anything in the first place, to give them the tools that they need, whether you giving them the tools that they need to succeed in their financial future. Mm-hmm. That's really important. And when I think back to how I was raised, my parents didn't talk to me about their own, like the details of their personal finances, like this is how much we have in the bank. But they did talk to me about being responsible with my money. They talked to me about, you know, planning out my pocket money, about being wise before I spend, thinking about always saving. And I saw my mom always hustling and I saw her you know, I overheard conversations of her talking about what she was going to do with her money, saving for this, saving for that. So even though mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily saying, hey, come, let's talk about our budget for the month for the family, or let's look at how much is in our bank accounts, they still did their best when it came to at least helping me understand the value of money and what money could do for me. And I think exactly. some parents need to understand that it's it's okay if you don't have all the answers right you don't have to be an investing guru you don't have to be a financial expert to have a conversation with your kids but you know what it means to save you know what it means to budget and just having those simple conversations with your kids is really important exactly exactly so i have four-year-old twins and they're kind of at the age where they can hear you they don't Mm -hmm. really listen (laughs) 
<laughs> as kids don't. <laughs> but it's better than where we were last year, right? Last year they could they couldn't hear you and they couldn't listen. <laughs> oh. So now they hear, they can hear and understand. <laughs> so um, I've been, you know, teaching them about money in my own small little way. And mm-hmm. it's really simple things, right? You know, so tell me if I'm on the right path. Um, we have a piggy bank that we had bought at Crayola Factory um, last year. We went there and they wanted something for this from the shop. And I was like, oh my God, how about this piggy bank so we can save more money to come back and buy more stuff from the shop? So we got this <laughs> big Crayola piggy bank. And every time they get money or I have um, some loose coins in my house, I give them this money to go put in their bank account. And so when I ask, when I give them money, I'm like, what do you do with it? They're like, we save it in our bank account. <laughs> That's right. But but for moms that have, so I kind of want you to break it down for moms that have small kids like me, like say kids 10 and under. And then for moms that have teenagers who know a bit more, they have a better understanding of money and maybe are even working. Like what types of advice would you give a parent like me versus a parent who has a teenager um, in the home about what we should be teaching our kids about money or how we should be teaching them about money? Mm-hmm. Good question. Okay, so the parents that have kids that are like under 10 years old, what I do with my son is we have three jars. We have a give jar, a save jar, and a spend jar at my house. And so I'm teaching my son how to basically budget his money so, because he gets an allowance and he breaks that allowance up into the, the three different jars because it's very important because I, I, I love the saving aspect. I love how you teach your, you have, you know, the, the Crayola for your kids to save that is so important but we also want to teach them how to give and Mm -hmm. we also want them to make sure that they understand that you also allocate money to spending and Mm -hmm. that is how you create them understanding what a budget is because even though you know right now the word budget they're not familiar with it they will be familiar with okay this is a three jar system and I know that I have to put to allocate my money in the different jars um, because that's what I've been taught so that's a good way to really get you know your kids heads wrapped around budgeting at a very young age. And for the teenagers, I would say let's let's even go a different route with teenagers because there's so much coming at them from social media from their peers we really have to have strong conversations about self-control and delay gratification with the teenager. I would continue of course um you know taking them to the bank especially if they have a savings account they need they need to be accustomed to taking trips where it's where they're saving their money, you know, where they're putting it in um, um, vehicles, where when they get older, they will just continue doing that same thing. So for teenagers, it's really about making sure the communication is open, making sure, you know, you guys are taking trips to the bank and saving their money. Mm-hmm. And those are all great tips for me. You know, my kids are, like I said, they're four and I I, I don't think they, yeah. they, I, they actually don't understand the value of money yet. So, you know, I can tell them, right. go put this in your money, your your little bag and they put it and they forget about it. And yeah. I'll tell them they don't quite get that this has value in exchange mm-hmm. for something. So from the giving mm-hmm. side, I'm working on teaching them sharing and giving away mm-hmm. their toys. <laughs> <laughs> that they don't need because I think in a way that you know will tie into okay you're going to give this away because you don't need it or because it's going to not that you don't need money but just from a toy perspective you don't need it but right. you're giving it away because you can help somebody else 
And I think that as they get a little older, I'll be able to use that lesson into, okay, let's figure out how we can give some of what you have saved to someone else you can help or give in the sense of your friend is having a birthday party. Let's look at your giving account and use it to buy them a nice gift, you know, things like that. That's great advice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Someone had once told me, you know, when it comes to, I'm completely blanking on, you know, just how I managed my little allowance day to day as a teen. Um, I know I had a bank account, but someone had told me that um, one of the things that they do with their kids is that they make them responsible for um, taking care of themselves, right? So if you're working, you're getting an allowance, you need to budget some of your allowance, not just for going to the movies and hanging out with your friends, but for buying your personal needs, like your shower gel, your deodorant, um, and then someone else had told me that they, um, if their kid has a goal of buying their first car, mm-hmm. make them, you know, work for the money and start putting some of it aside towards purchasing that car, even towards their school, their school payments to to minimize mm-hmm. or avoid the student loan burden. Yes, I agree because that teaches responsibility, and that teaches. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because that's just another aspect of money management. It really is mm-hmm. just being responsible with your finances and knowing that this is something that you have to do, based, you know, for the rest of your life if you want to make good financial decisions. So mm-hmm. I love that idea. One of the biggest questions I get from, or one of the common questions I get from people in my audience is that they already mm-hmm. have these teenagers, right? And mm-hmm. as women, as individuals, they're in this space where they're working on improving their finances and whatever mm-hmm. things they didn't teach their kids, they didn't teach them and it is what it is now. But they're in this space where their kids have this expectation of, I'm going to get whatever I want from mom because she's always given it to me. Or mm-hmm. mom owes me this because that's how it's always been. I want those new jeans. I want mm-hmm. that new Xbox. How do you, mm-hmm. how would you suggest, you know, a mom like that balancing, okay, mm-hmm. she's learning about her finances. She understands what she needs mm-hmm. to do to get things in order. But then there are mm-hmm. those strings on her heart that her kids pull on <laughs> when they right. want something that takes her off path. Yeah. So what can she do? What mm-hmm. can that mom do to stay firm in her ground, like of getting her finances mm-hmm. in order and getting this child in order? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who thinks they deserve well, all this stuff? What? Exactly. I I like that question. But the okay, because mom has already cultivated that type of relationship, severing it and just saying, no, I don't believe that's the best thing to do. What I believe is teaching the kids responsibility. Okay, so you want those 20, those $50 jeans. That's fine. But we're going to go half on the jeans. We're going to, you know, you're going to give me some, some money towards those jeans. Because what that teaches the child now is, okay, mother is, is, is doing something different. I respect it. It's not just shutting me down. So she's listening to me. But on the other hand, it's teaching them responsibility that whatever they want, they have to work for it. As well, like mother's not just going to give you everything you want anymore, but I can meet you halfway. And you know that's kind of, that's kind of how you start a new relationship with that teenager because it can be very severe. You know, the mother's used to doing so so much, and she has the money. It's not that she doesn't have it, but she's at a point in her life where. She wants to make good money management um, um, decisions so she can teach that to her kid. And just saying yes, yes, yes is not teaching good money management skills. Yeah, I agree with you. So on your social media, which you share a ton of great tips, and you're going to share that with everyone before you before we end this conversation. But you, one of the things you talked about on there was um, five topics that you can start having, five money conversations or five topics on money you can start talking about with your children. And you do that with your son. 
Do you mind going over what those topics are? Sure. Um, so right now, my son has his own business. Okay, it's called Jamie Artist. He's an artist. <laughs> yes, thank you. He's an artist and he draws oh, amazing art. It's it's called J Man Art. Um, and so I'm teaching them ownership. I'm teaching them that um, whatever whatever you do and the money that you have, try to allocate that to own something. And the reason why I say that is because there's nothing wrong with having a job. I think every kid needs a job. But that end result needs to be for you to own. Ownership, own your car, own your house. So whenever we go downtown, in Atlanta, there's a building there. And my son says, you, because his uncle told him a long time ago, he owns that building because I'm, 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 I'm putting roots, I'm, you know, I'm putting seeds in his head that you don't have to just stop. And there's nothing wrong, like I said before, there's nothing wrong having a job, but you don't have to stop there. You can you can own things, you know, especially in the black community. We can own shops. We can own what we wear. We can. Uh, it's just ownership. I want my son to have the spirit of ownership just like I have. And so that's where I'm cultivating, cultivating him to start his own business now at the age of 12. Um, budgeting, like I said before, we have the three jar system. It's a form of budgeting. I, you know, like for instance, my son wanted to go to the movies, you know, and I told him, okay, you, you know, that's fine. You can go to the movies, but you must allocate for your giving this week. And also you must allocate for your saving. So it's just getting him in the habit to know that as much as he gets in, like if he gets a certain amount, that money is not just for all spending, but no, he's going to allocate that to the different areas of giving as well as saving. Um, gratitude. Oh, this is really big for me. Um, and my kids, and I'm not just, well, I'm going to brag a little bit. My <laughs> kids are so the most grateful kids. I mean, they're so respectful because I, this is what I've instilled in them. Whenever they get something from, you know, the in-laws or my mother, I always say, did you say thank you? And most of the time, my in-laws are, you know, my in-laws, and they're like, yes, they said it. But I want to instill in my children that you have to be grateful for everything, for 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 the smallest things to the biggest things. And so once I instill that in them, you know, in life, whatever they go through, they're grateful for it. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. They know that it's a tool that is going to use them to better themselves. And the same thing with money, you know, just be grateful for anything that, that many money that that you have. I mean, because a lot of times, a lot of people get into bad money situations is because they're overspending because they want something more. Yep. But when you're so grateful for the things that you already have, it's it it, it teaches you that I, you know, I'm happy with this. And if God wants to bless me with something more, He will. But right now, I am content and I am grateful. And then work ethic. Um, the, the thing about me when I was growing up, I never had an issue that wealth was, you know, something that, you know, some people quote unquote had or, you know, like I, it wasn't to me. I knew that I was going to be wealthy. And the only thing that I would say that I didn't have growing up is that work ethic. And and now I know it as adult. <laughs> oh, yeah. The work ethic has to be there times 10. And so I want to instill that in my children very, very young, that you can have whatever you want to have, but you're going to put in the work and you're going to put a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And so how I train my children to do that is I give them chores. I mean, even the baby girl, she's five years old. She has chores. She's vacuumed <laughs> Saturday morning. Like, I'm not playing with you guys. My son, 
um, every day after school, after he does his homework, he's cleaning up his room. He's making sure the dishes are washed. He's cleaning that kitchen. And, and I don't do it to, to hurt him. I'm doing it to teach him that you have to put in the work to get everything that you need um, and everything that you want in life. So work, work ethic is really, really important to me. And then the last one, delay gratification. Um, so many kids want things right now. And even mm-hmm. in the generation that I'm in, in the younger generation, I mean, it is a now generation. Um, there's yeah. nothing like patience. There's nothing like time. And I just want my kids to understand that you have to delay gratification. You have to know that, yes, you might want that new, cause he's an artist. So he always, there's a new, always a new gadget that he wants, new something. And so I'm like, yeah, you can get that, but not now. You know, you can you can do it, but not now. We're going to save up for it. You know, it's going to take time and then you can get what you want. But that delayed gratification piece um, is not just a money management skill. It's a life skill. Mm -hmm. These are such critical points. The ownership, the budgeting, gratitude, work ethic, delayed gratification, such critical skills. And even, you know, not just applicable to children, but also to adults. Everybody listening to this can take something away from one of these five things or all of these five things and start to apply them in their lives now. And children are so, you know, they're so impressionable. Um, They're so, you know, they're in that space where they can be very strongly influenced. And it's our duty as parents to make sure they have the right influences. And, you know, sometimes one of my big fears about being a mom is that, oh my God, I'm, I hope that I'm raising my children the best that I can. But one of the things I have to remind myself is that I have to do what I can within my capacity that I consider my best and leave the rest to God and to them, knowing that the fact that I've done my best is what's going to encourage them to continue with those lessons that they as they grow in their life. So I love what you said about ownership, you know, teaching our children that they too can own things. You don't have to be a consumer. You don't always have to be the one that buys, 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 or borrows, borrows, borrows. Right. You can also own. Um, I'm working on the budgeting. So we started on the saving part. <laughs> and you're doing a great job. We're working on but the giving part. One thing? Go ahead. Yes. Can I say one thing um, about, because I thought about that too, uh, when I had children um, is, you know, am I doing a good job? But what I have realized, even in my own life and the lives of people around me, what you instill in your kids, even though they might go left or they might go right, what you is they will always come back yep. to what you instill in them. Yes. I mean, it's so true. So you're doing an awesome job. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing an awesome job. All the moms out there, you know, implementing what we've talked about and just just doing it. Yeah. A round of applause. And, you know, it makes me realize that now I know what my mom felt like raising four kids. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> and now that I'm a mom, I have a better pre- appreciation for you know everything mm-hmm. that she put in because she instilled in me good financial habits, you know, to the best of her ability. And even if even if you know, let's say I didn't have parents who talked about money, I think there's other characteristics that you can exhibit towards your kids that teach them responsibility in general that will that will trickle down into their finances. Um, and it's teaching them what's right was from what's wrong. Um, you know, it's don't ever feel like if you're listening to this and you're a mom and you are in the space where you're getting your finances in order, don't think because that you are in this space where you're just now getting your finances into order that you have nothing of value to offer your children. You have a lot, specifically mm. from a financial education perspective. Teach them what you know. So you know you don't like being in debt. So teach them, okay, credit cards, 
even though I can't explain the interest and, you know, all this kind of stuff, just avoid them, right? Let's talk about how you can build mm-hmm. up a cash buffer so you don't have to get into debt. It doesn't have to be deep, deep, complex, you know, big term conversations, just simple everyday conversations and break it down in a way that your child can understand or even have them. There are some moms that are in my program that actually go back and teach their children what they've learned, you know? So do your best in the best way that you can do it, but don't ever... Don't ever avoid the conversation or overlook the conversation because you're like, oh, well, the school's going to deal with it. I'm not good at it. Exactly. Exactly. Because they learn from home. I mean, that's where children usually get, I would say, the best advice and the best teachings are from home. So we have to have that um, conversation and make it our duty to teach our children, like you said, what we know. Absolutely. And just going back to those five tips, you know, I think the work ethic is really, really important. Um, Like my kids have chores. Um, Me and my husband have already had the conversation. They're going to get jobs as soon as they can get jobs. I've seen kids like 11 and 12 years old. I don't know what the working age is in New Jersey. I live in Jersey, but they look like they're 11 and 12 years old working at Chick-fil-A. And, you know, my kids are going to be the kids that are working at Chick-fil-A. And I don't care how much money we have. I don't care if we're paying for college and cash. I don't care if, Mm -hmm. you know, we buy our kids and their first car is a BMW. You're going to understand the value of a dollar. Mm -hmm. You're going to understand Mm -hmm. what that car is worth. You're going to understand what it took for us to make our money. You're not going to be an entitled, overprivileged child. That's not what's going to happen to my kids. And I'm so, you know, I'm so adamant on that. And so, for instance, my personal stories that I share with my audience is that my mom paid for my college education in cash. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who don't know me, um, comments I see on social media like, well, you must be overprivileged, you know, you're spoiled. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I find it so funny because that is so far from the truth. You know, mm-hmm. it was never my mother never owed me that. OK, she did mm. not she did not owe me a college education paid for in cash, which means that if it had been if I would if I had been told, Bola, you're going to have to um, sign a student loan or get a job to pay for these for this college education. I wouldn't mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made me mad because my mom does not she didn't owe me. So what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, her job was to raise me and protect me and teach me what she, she everything she could, right, and protect me until I could protect myself, and she did that. So she never Mm -hmm. raised me with that expectation that oh yeah, you know, you deserve this. I owe you money for college. Like they always made it clear. Listen, this is our money. You haven't worked for any of this. This college education you're getting is a privilege. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can be putting this money in my retirement fund. And so I think it's important to make that clear, you know. And when you look at examples in the world, there's lots of kids who um, come from amazing backgrounds, come from parents who have worked so hard for their money, putting their, their blood and their sweat into building their wealth. And the kids Mm -hmm. take it for granted because they're not Mm -hmm. taught the value of hard work or the value of money. And yes, I don't want any of us, any of you who are listening to make that mistake. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm adamant about, about not making that mistake with my own kids. And I think it's just really important. Even Mm -hmm. if you are wealthy, even if your bank account is overflowing with money, you still Mm -hmm. need to teach your children about good money management. Oh yes. And, and that, and that's my story too, as well, in terms of 
you know, you can create generational wealth for your children. I think it's our duty, you know, to make sure that, that we teach them the correct things. But if you give your children all the money in the world and you haven't instilled good money management skills, those children are going to not have it after a while. And so that's why it's so important. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you're a trillionaire, you have to teach good money management skills. It's important for their future as well as yours. Absolutely. So let's now focus on you, Regina. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Knowing what you know now, you're a mom, you have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're raising your, your children in the right path to be able to be financially successful adults but when you think about yourself you know at your son's age or even as a teenager you know making your own money mistakes (laughs) what advice would you have given what advice would you give to your younger self now about money I would tell myself slow down and save that's what I would tell my teenager self slow down everything is going to happen when it's supposed to happen you, I would teach myself delay gratification. I would teach myself that self-confidence. I mean, there's so much um, because I believe that money is not just money, but money has many emotional factors to it. Absolutely. So I would, yeah, I would teach myself self-confidence. Love you. You don't have to have that new pair of shoes. You are still <laughs> popping. You know, you don't have to have that new purse. You're still great. And so, especially to all the listeners that have young teenagers, build that self-confidence within them, build it up, you know, make sure that they know who they are at a young age so they won't go spending their money to try to find who they are. Um, that would be one of the things that I would teach my, teach, teach, teach my young self is about making sure that I would have more self-confidence and also knowing that I don't have to have everything. I can wait. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And I just think back to, you know, times that I would go to my mom and dad and say, I want some money. I want to buy a pair of shoes. My mom would be like, you want to buy what? What do you want to buy? <laughs> Pico. <laughs> Are those shoes going to make you come first in class? Eh? The girl that has those shoes, is she first? <laughs> so, you know, it was that kind of, it was kind of that harsh. Yeah. self-confidence like that, no, those shoes are not going to get you better grades and the girl that has those shoes she doesn't have better grades than you so focus on what you're exactly. in school for not shoes to show your exactly. friends because you got new shoes <laughs> exactly exactly, so, exactly. <laughs> i love that and regina i'd love for you to share with us um what's your favorite finance book either just for yourself as a young woman or for moms who are raising kids what are your favorite finance books well, for myself, uh, what I read, I love Millionaire Mindset and by um, T. Harv Ecker. And the reason why I love that book is because it dives into the mindset of the and kind of what we talked about, um, the characteristics of being a person that has a wealthy mindset, mm-hmm. because even though, you know, it can it goes from generation to generation, a poverty mindset or an abundance mindset. And I'm not just mm. talking about money because an abundance mindset is a person that looks for opportunities, a person that, you know, looks, has new ideas. And yes, they're wealthy too, because they have an abundance mindset. And so that's, and I got a lot of that from, from uh, the millionaire mindset book. So for any of the mothers or just any people in general who really want to understand wealth and the bigger picture, I would start with that. Okay. And for the teenagers, I would, um, for, if you want to have a good read for it to give to your teenager, uh, the Robert Ki- Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, oh, I know yes. people have talked about it a lot. 
I love that book because it takes you from, you know, a worker's mindset almost to an ownership mindset. And that's what we're creating. We're, we're not just creating workers, we're creating owners. And so that will kind of get your uh, kid in the right space of um, w- w- what you're trying to teach them. I love that. that. I, I've read those two books and they're excellent books. Um, I'll tell you a book recommendation. Um, I got a book to review from an author um, and it was an excellent book. I shared it on my Instagram several months back and I mm-hmm. actually have it on my table because it's something I want to reference as my kids transition through the, di- the different ages through their teenage years. But it's called Make Your Kid a Money Genius Even If You're Not. And it's a parent's guide for kids age 3 to 23 and it's by a lady called Beth Cobliner. I hope I didn't butcher her last name, but it was such an awesome book. And it's, you know, it's just little simple, cute exercises you can do with your kid, especially when they're small, um, to get them in that frame of mind to becoming financially successful grownups. So I'll put the links to the books you mentioned in the show notes. And Regina, before I let you go, you have to tell us what is your Clever Girl superpower? Let's see. My superpower is... I don't stop. <laughs> I'm like the energizer bunny. Um, <laughs> I, I have many hats as, as most women, you know, I'm raising my kids. I'm working, building my business. I'm a wife, you know, I'm, I, I'm a daughter. Um, I'm a speaker. I'm an author, you know, 10 prosperity secrets for the young and fly. Um, I wrote that book. So basically I, I just, I'm very diligent and I don't stop. So I would say I'm like the energizer bunny. That is my superpower. You're not going <laughs> to see me in the, you're not going to see me, um, you know, really like having a lot of downtime, even though I do my prayer time is my downtime, but I just keep on going. I get rejuvenated and let's go to the next task. <laughs> I love it. And you mentioned your book. You have to share your book with the audience. What is it about? What's it titled? Where can they get it? Sure. So my book is called, uh, like I said before, 10 Prosperity Secrets for the Young and Fly. And basically, (laughs) (laughs) it is great for your teenager. And let me break this down. It's great for your teenager because it really dives into, like I said before, the self-confidence, the understanding of who you are and how that impacts your money. I mean, we're diving into... um, Building your own business as a teenager, how you do that. We're talking about budgeting. Um, the some things that I talk about is delayed gratification. So it's it's basically a guide for a young girl, a young girl in high school that wants to know more about how she can deal with her money. And by that, she's looking at who she is as a person. And it's kind of a guide for them to discover that as well as making good money management skills. I love it. And working folks pick up the book. Sure, you can go to my website, um, www.prosperwithregina.com. You can buy it there. And also, um, if you, you follow me on Instagram at prosperwithregina, and you can also get it. There's a link in my bio there as well. Awesome. And I'm going to link your website and your Instagram in the show notes. So for those of you who want to keep in touch with Regina and pick up her book or just follow her on Instagram, she has an awesome page where she shares tips about what you can do as a parent to start initiating the conversation with about money with your children. So if you're feeling like, okay, I don't know what to say. I have a teenager that's being difficult. I don't know what to say. Regina's page is perfect for that. And if you feel like, you know everything and you know you're already teaching your kids um good money management regina's page is still really good for you to check out because she shares you know 
ways different methods and different avenues Mm -hmm. in which you can still have you can continue to have a conversation you know that your child will find fun I mean I love your page (laughs) thank you I love when you're like their parents their parents (laughs) so I'm gonna put those (laughs) go ahead no, I was just I was just saying that, yeah, because it's really important to kind of get an understanding from the teenagers aspect. And you don't really you don't really see that a lot. You know, you just get helping the parents, which you need to, you know, helping the women, helping the men make good financial decisions. But we also got to be very strategic about how we help our children. Yes. And so that's kind of what my page is about. It's a it's a resourceful tool. And really how to teach your kids about finances, because there's different ways at different ages um, that you should go about teaching them. So yes. just to give some more information on that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Regina. This has been such an awesome conversation. I appreciate your time and for sharing your amazing knowledge with my audience. You are very welcome. Um, Like I always say, I just believe you're just amazing. Um, You're so resourceful and everyone needs, you know, a go-to clever girl that we can get our financial information from. So this has been wonderful. This has been amazing. And thank you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Regina and you got some tips to help you as you work on teaching your children about financial responsibility and preparing them for their own financial success. So thank you guys so much for listening. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. I'll talk to you guys soon.